Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 25 of uh, Utopia to Me with me, Chris Locke. Uh, I wanted to do this intro right after I woke up from a nap, so it would be funny. Because uh, you know how your head's all funny when you just woke up from a nap? That's what happened to me. So this is my post-nap head. But I think it's also funny because I feel like when I listen to this podcast, uh, which I do sometimes, I'll be honest, I sound like I just woke up from a nap anyways. So now this is super double trippy. I woke up from a nap and now it sounds like I woke up from a nap, but also like doesn't it always sound like I woke up from a nap? It's like when you're in a bathroom and there's a mirror in front of you and behind you and it looks like you're just going on forever and ever. That's what's happening to me. 25 episodes. That's like a full quarter. That can't get much. Maybe I did. I was that. Can you do a phone call with that? Listen, this one's really good. <laughs> this is uh, Graham Chittenden is your guest, and he's the best. Me and Graham, uh, good guys. It was fun hanging out with him. I'm glad he came over, sat on my couch. And uh, you want to see something funny? Go on YouTube and look up Chris Locke, bad actor. There's a couple videos where I play a bad actor in like a Game of Thrones sort of style show. And the director's always yelling at me and mad at me. That's Graham Chittenden. So funny. And he's also one of Canada's best stand-up comics. Uh, tour, constantly touring all the time. Uh, you ask a lot of stand-up comics and they will say they look up to Graham because he's so damn uh, funny. And so, yeah, it was a very fun time. And we somewhat developed a utopian world for him where he would live. And it was kind of neat. And you got to listen all the way to the end because there's all kinds of neat surprises. So you guys are great, as always. Thanks for listening. And uh, we're going to get going with episode 25 with me, Bedhead, Chris Locke, and your awesome guest for this one, Graham Chittenden. Please enjoy. You know, you're trying to be fun and loose on a podcast, and then you say something initial, and they look at you like, this part's the clean part. Yeah. So... Yeah, I know. Or you, or they mention that you're the guest, and then you say hi, and then they give you a look like not yet. It's compartmentalized. Yeah, I'm just gonna do for this podcast. I'm just gonna every couple minutes. Have we started yet? That's my favorite. Thing. <laughs> yeah. Hey, have we started yet? Yeah. No, this podcast is uh, ultra loose. In fact, it's we're gonna get some behind the scenes audio at the beginning. Like I've already started recording. Yeah. Yeah. This is. As loose as it gets. Have we started yet? And then, they, yeah, you want I'm to just gonna keep saying that. You're like, ha- God damn it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you, you caught me. That's like a, yeah, that's like a stand-up being like, is the audience here yet? In a way. Are you guys here? Yeah. You guys here for real to see? Actually, I guess that does happen in stand-up. They go on stage and they're like, you guys ready to laugh? And the audience is like, fuck, man. <laughs> we, you're the third act. Yeah. Oh, I do, yeah. Or the MC that does 20 minutes and like goes, you guys ready to get the show started? <laughs> it's like you just discounted everything you did for the last 20 minutes. You know, I was just goofing, guys. Yeah. You know what I love? Uh, actually, uh, maybe it's mostly in Yuck's gigs because comedians don't like being the MC, but they'll take the gig. And then at the end of doing the whole MC open 15, 20 minutes, they go... You guys ready to see another act of the show or something? Like they try to like Oh to make sure next comedian? Yeah. Like to like they they're trying to ingrain to the audience like I'm also a comedian too, not just an MC for hire. Yeah, I'm just having a little fun tonight doing the first thing just to switch it up. Like they want to make sure you know, yeah. But usually I'm the best one. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. You guys got a you guys got a rare night when I'm MCing. (laughs) If you check tomorrow he's MCing again. Yeah. So that's kind of what that whole thing is like, I guess. Yeah. 
Um, yes, we were doing an intro. Oh, God. Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, it's a very lovely Monday evening, late February, right? Yeah. The temperature's dropped again. I've been complaining about the cold so much in this, like, the last few podcasts. January, February, forget about it. But it's that kind of temperature where it's hard to not just notice it all the time. I know. <laughs> yeah, I'm wearing long johns in my house right now. Yeah, it's really bad. Ladies and gentlemen, that person who agrees with me that the uh, weather is really bad is Graham Chittenden. Graham, now you can say hi. Hi, everybody. <laughs> yeah, Graham, you're my 25th guest. Isn't that cool? That's a milestone. That's excited. Yeah. And we're going to go do the alt out after. Yeah. That's I'm, a really fun show. It is a fun show. It's gotten a lot. It's gotten really fun in the last couple of years. Yeah. It's gotten inversely good as the weather's gotten bad. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. And the worse the weather, I, if it's the apocalypse, it'll probably be the best show. Yeah. Just like sandstorms and uh, black holes in our yeah. sky. Good show tonight. Have fun out there, everyone. You're going to die. <laughs> last one. <laughs> last one, you know, because the earth is crumbling, but uh, a lot of good riffs tonight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. What is that? A black hole sucking you guys away from me? Um, it is. Shit. Um, you know well, then what? I'll leave you with this one last thing. <laughs> what else? What else? <laughs> well, yeah, what, what else can I tell you? You guys going to die soon? All right. Well, I'll leave you with this. Here comes the tornado. <laughs> I guess I should have said black hole. Black hole's weirder. But tor- endless tornadoes for sure is going to happen. Oh, yeah. Ap- apocalypse. Yeah. Anyways, anyone else here come from a uh, tornado? Drop you off here? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, you've done a million things. I, Let's talk about, like, how awesome you are at comedy first before we discover what your utopian world is. I like doing that. Oh, yeah. And I uh, like people that may not know to get to know. Yeah, what my utopian world is. I think this could be the greatest question ever posed to somebody yeah. as unsettled as myself. Yeah. Well, maybe you'll relax by the end. But you are, for those of you who, for some reason, don't know, Graham is like super funny stand-up comedian, writer, and also TV host. Yeah, but currently only maybe doing one of those three. (laughs) But I have done all those things. And like you said, uh, you're right. I would say most people don't know who I am. Isn't that nice? It's not bad. I mean, I... I, You can go to the store and no one bothers you. I want people to know who I am but not bother me. Yeah, exactly. That's what I want. But then I want to be able to say to that person, hey, what's going on? And they go, oh, that's Graham Chittenden. Hey, that's what I want. Yeah. Yeah. But that sounds conceited. That's I just want... Like, you want them to stare at you until you feel obligated to say, hi, what's up? But only because I want to be able to talk to anybody. Yeah. 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 Only because I just want to be able to talk to people like that. Yeah. It's like even just if you're in a small town. Sycophants. Yeah, I just want the whole world to be <laughs> sick of fans. Just all of them. Yeah. yeah. Hi. What do you need, sir? Yeah. Oh, okay. Thank you. I just want everyone to be able to talk to each other. So I don't need to be famous, but yeah. it would help. Well, I want this podcast to help with Canadian content for sure because the guests I have on are my favorites. Mm-hmm. And I feel like we should be. Supporting ourselves more, so I hope this works. I mean, you've been doing stand-up. Uh, you're amazing at stand-up. You're, okay. People drop your name a lot as a major influence, by the way. Really? Or, or like a yeah, or like a fan, like other comics. Really? Oh yeah. I'm not even around to hear these. Yeah, I know. That's the problem with the biz. Yeah. Is they say it when you're gone. But yeah, people name drop you all the time as one of the best. I didn't even know that. There you go. Ah, oh, thank you. And you've been doing stand-up forever. You've done all the festivals. You. 
told me you opened for Howie Mandel in a weird situation? It was a pretty weird situation. <laughs> yeah. It was uh, it was pretty wild. You got to fly out privately to just, oh, what was it, Detroit or something? Flew to Detroit yeah. from Toronto, but I was in Ottawa for the weekend Yeah, for uh, Pug Halloween Fest. <laughs> and I yeah. took the pugs. I took my pugs, and we went there. And then I canceled plans on my girlfriend so much that I made it. A decision that I wasn't going to cancel these plans. So I was in Ottawa Friday for a gig. Sunday was Pug Halloween, and Saturday the gig came up. Pug Halloween is the date with your girlfriend. Yeah. Okay. Because we had the pugs in Ottawa, <laughs> so we drove them to Ottawa the Friday. I did the gig, the comedy gig. I actually didn't know about the Pug Halloween. Yeah, part. we were there for Pug. Ho- uh, was it called the uh, yeah. Halloween or Halloween? Yeah, Probably right. something like that. Yeah. And um, and then we I was so then the Howie thing came up. And so I decided I'm not going to cancel. I can make this work. So on Saturday, after doing my gig on Friday, I got up. I flew myself from Ottawa to Toronto, got to the part where the private jets take off, took off with Howie and just one other guy, his tour manager. We went to Detroit. We got in a limo. We did the show. Yeah. The classic Hollywood run-up thing where Howie ran off stage and right to the limo with no brakes. We got back in that jet, flew to Toronto. I flew back to Ottawa, and I was in Ottawa by, I think, midnight. Are you serious? Yeah, and then by the next day from I was... From a show in Detroit. From a show in Detroit. Oh, and my then, God. And then by the next morning, I was walking around two pugs, dressed like a lobster and a frog, through a community center in Ottawa. That's actually incredible. Did, was there a prize, like, pugliest costume? Yeah, I think there were some prizes. It was, like, pride, but you can't win. You can't beat those people. And there were puns everywhere, for, right? Oh, my God, they love it. Yeah, Wolfstock and Halloween. and Oh, yeah. they love that stuff. Yeah. That's amazing. That's really... That's... You've done that a lot now because we just did – actually, we've done a bunch of stuff together too. We acted together on Showtown yeah, and uh, on MTV. And if you guys watch the – there's videos on my YouTube page where I'm a bad actor in Game of Thrones and Graham is the director that's had enough. Those are great and those were yeah. so easy for me because it was just talking to you. Yeah, I feel like you, you had all the – You set me up perfect. You were perfectly annoyed. I'm happy to be that guy. I yeah. like that. It was good. You, we worked together well because you have an imagination, <laughs> and I'm really good at just having enough of something. You're good at organizing flights in minuscule increments of time. Oh, yeah. I made it happen. It was a logistic That's nightmare. That's insane. Yeah. No, because I was going to say, because we also just did the debaters together, the CBC show in uh, Ottawa, actually, and then you told me another story there um, last week or whenever we did it about... Like doing like a, didn't you fly yourself home like right after a show like recently there too? That was not that was not the Howie Mandel story. It was like another one. I flew to Ottawa one afternoon and did a show and flew myself home. Yeah, yeah, in an yeah. afternoon. In an afternoon. That's yeah. what it was. I've yeah. done those. Yeah, I've done. Last night I flew back from Thunder Bay. I had a show in Thunder Bay last night. I opened for uh, what? J- yeah, I was in Thunder Bay last night and was home. <laughs> That's what I'm talking Every time I see you, you tell me a story like this. And no other comic that I know in Canada yeah, travels I, slash works like you for just like these crazy solo shows. Yeah, I was in. That one wasn't solo, though. I was just opening for Jerry on that one. Jerry D. Yeah. Who you write for right now. Who I write for right now. And then fourth season, Mr. D. Cross, fifth season, yeah. Right now, yeah. fourth season, Tuesdays at 9.30. Four seasons out, yeah. Fingers crossed, like he said, fifth season. So you guys flew to Thunder Bay and back in one night. Yeah, so I, I was showering at my house in Brantford at noon and we did a show that night in Thunder Bay and then 
we did the the Hollywood thing again, mm-hmm. where you ran out the back and you got into the car and we drove to the airport and we were on it like a ten twenty flight. And Thunder Bay is like, wait, yeah, it was like, is there gonna be a meet and greet? No, it's gonna be a run and go. I think yeah. one person saw us in the parking lot. They saw two people running to a car, <laughs> and they were like. We beat everybody out of the thing. We beat everybody yeah. out of the theater. You want to meet us? Uh, get out of Thunder Bay. Yeah. You direct <laughs> air traffic, then you're not going to see us. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. Yeah, you've opened for amazing comics, too. You opened for John Panay. Yeah. John Panet. Yeah. John Panet. Oops. Yeah. Nope. yeah. Sorry. Yeah. R.I.P., even though I screwed up his name. No, he was, yeah. Um, yeah, you went. Uh, you toured with him, didn't you? Toured with him a little bit. I only yeah. did half the tour. Okay. Yeah. Darren Rose did the other half of that okay. one. Okay. But I got to do Victoria Nanaimo. I got to do the good part of that one. Yeah. Clearly, I've been getting... A lot of tours in Canada are split up, and I've been getting the East a lot. And I don't hate the East, but it's just cold. Yeah. And it, so I got to go to... If I get to go to West Victoria... West Coast is beautiful. Exactly, yeah. There's vegetation that's always growing. Yeah. It doesn't get killed. Crazy to think that. Yeah. yeah. And there are old cars there that just haven't disintegrated from the salt on the road. Yeah. So it's not even like classic cars on the road in Vancouver. It's just someone will still have a 91 Cavalier yeah. that hasn't rusted into the ground. Oh, should we talk about how you're a car freak? We can't if you think, <laughs> we can't if you think these people listen to a comedy podcast. Are just interested. tell the two cars. Because that is funny that you... I, I noticed the vegetation. You noticed the pristinely kept nice old cars. Or not even nice cars. Just no, whatever cars. That's the beauty of it, yeah. Like it's a not, Tercel or something. Yeah, any asshole can have a classic Corvette. But. A beautiful Tercel shining in the sun. Exactly. Yeah, you're like, how many miles do you got on that thing? 60,000 miles on it. Beautiful stuff. Yeah, Tercel. You'll see like a, a an Omni or a... Yeah. a what are they, like a Chevy Acadian, which is the extended <laughs> Chevette for those of you who like crappy cars. Are you the 80s. serious? Stuff like that all the time. Because is that it, the one from Wayne's World? No. No, that's an AMC uh, Pacer. Oh, wow. Yeah. You are crazy. Yeah. Just tell them the two cars you've bought so far. Okay. Have a if ni- you want. I, I'm, yeah, I have a 1973 Volkswagen Thing. Thing, right. Which yeah. is like a flimsy shell of a somewhat truck. To be fair, it's kind of a Nazi Jeep, to be honest. To be fair. <laughs> to be honest. Yeah. I don't have anything uh, that I like about the Nazis, but Volkswagen put together a nice car. Yeah, Volkswagen just happened to be there at the wrong time. That's yeah. all. That's all. I know. So, they, yeah, so I have the, yeah. that. So it's, yeah. The like, what, are you going to not make cars if there's jerks all around? So many people. If still... that's your dream, make the car. Yeah. I went to, <laughs> I went to prom in Hugo Boss Cologne, and he made, you know. Right. He made all the uniforms for the Nazis. Didn't that just get out now? Like, people talk about that now. It's a fact that's been around forever, but yeah, yeah. someone ran with it. <laughs> people pick it up and run it's with it. It's someone's new awesome bit right now. It's like, it's the thing that some jerk says at every party he goes to now. Yeah, like going like Hugo Boss? Yeah, everyone has that fact. They love dropping at parties to seem interesting. Yeah. Some people's is the Hugo Boss one. Did you read that internet thing? <laughs> <Did> you, yeah. <laughs> that's what happened. That's a weird thing that you say to people. Hey, did you see that video? That's like that's a thing now. Yeah. There's videos out there. Did you read that thing from see, the internet? Uh, see the Hugo. Chinese drummer kid? Yeah. You <laughs> see the one where it's just all these yeah. things, and it's just known. Chinese drummer kid? He was a Nazi. He was a Nazi. <laughs> that's just out there now. So I have one of those. And yeah, then the I have thing. Look it up. It's really cool. Yeah, and then I have a 1968 Citroen 2CV, but the truck. Which also has a connection to military and is 
It's based on the. It's like the one French car that they made in the 30s, pre World War II, okay. and they hid it from the Nazis, which was dumb because the Nazis already had Volkswagens. So they hid their crappier car from the Nazis. They're like, we don't want to let the Nazis find this underpowered car. That's fucking when amazing. When they cruise into France in their fuel efficient Volkswagens. So that's basically. You can play war games with your two cars. Yeah, I have like what looks like a French ambulance and a Nazi Jeep. Isn't that crazy? It's crazy. I didn't think I was going to get into cars, but they're just, you know. And I bought this. I bought the Citroen from a German guy. Yeah, near Cape Breton. Yeah, who was kind of living in a house that when you were out riding for Mister D. Yeah, was that, yeah, and then you couldn't drive it back to Brantford where you where you live. Yeah, it has two. It's a two cylinder engine. Yeah, so it's the, it is the slowest car. I will challenge. Everyone who's listening out there, you've never been in a slower car than like this can car kids skateboard beside it and shit. Like you could, <laughs> yeah, on a downhill for sure, <laughs> for sure. I got passed by a transport truck on a side street. Yeah, Dry- oh yeah. Were you scared? No, no, I don't care. There's, people seem to protect it. They seem to feel bad for you. Oh yeah, like it's a little bit like a turtle crossing a, a beach. <laughs> people tend to kind of form; they lock arms and protect you as you move. That's really nice. Yeah. Like hippies block exactly. Yeah, uh, tanks from going over. Hippies just show up out of nowhere and yeah. form a blockade from this car. Yeah, yeah. Hey so, man, let the Citroen be. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what my car would sound like if it had a voice. Yeah. yeah. Hey, thanks so much. <laughs> Beep. <laughs> Beep. Man. Move, please. Yeah, yeah, that's very nice. Yeah. Okay, so I think we established a lot. Yeah. Tons of awesome stand-up. Yeah. Uh, still doing it. We're going to do a show tonight. Excited. Uh, yeah. Writing for Mr. D and writing other stuff, projects all the time. And you were the host and writer for Mr. Show, or no, uh, Showtown on MTV. Yeah. Imagine it was Mr. Show. I would, oh, yeah. I'm sorry, I looked over at my DVDs. There's a Mr. Show DVD. I love that you still have, like, DVD shelves. Yeah, it's embarrassing. Doesn't that look weird? It doesn't look weird, but I just... Do you watch them? Do you still pop them in? Guess what? Sometimes, like, when we're... Well, we, Kathleen and I just watched Three Amigos the other night. Nice. Um, You know, not going to say we weren't a little in a different state of mind. <laughs> where Three Amigos would work again. It actually makes it more sense. <laughs> it makes more sense that you were, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It'd be, but we, most of the time, we're like, what What do you want to watch a movie? Yeah, sure. What do you want to watch? Do you want to watch one of yours? And, okay, you guys can't see, but Graham can see. There's at least a hundred, right? Yeah. Or a, maybe more. And I recognize a lot. I had a lot of... You and I, I think, would have a pretty similar DVD collection. Yeah, so there's a huge selection. And it's like, do you want to watch one of yours? No. Like, never do I want to watch any of these. Oh, of the ones you already have? No, you already saw them. I know. Like, I having feel- the actual DVD is like having a check mark next to the list. I've already seen it. That's I know. how you know. All these yeah. DVDs are, are they've kept track of movies you don't need to see anymore. Right. It's the biggest trick ever. Like, yeah. Now you can own Robert De Niro and Raging Bull. It doesn't make sense. Yeah, I feel like the only reason you and I have DVDs is because neither of us know where the beat goes on is. What's that? The Beat Goes On? Yeah. It's that place that bought used DVDs and used CDs. Oh, darn. I'm sorry. I didn't get the reference. I don't even know if anybody's still buying them. Like, it's one of those <laughs> things where that's... The Beat Goes On. The Beat Goes On. It's like a used... <laughs> that's actually a good name for that. It's a, yeah. But I don't. I, I feel like their their time is almost up. Yeah. Even buying back the old ones is almost a dead industry. The Beat Goes On. They'll change their name to just Flatline. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Flatliners. The Beat. Yeah. Let's change the name to I'll Leave You With This. I think there is a weird psychology with DVD sales and stuff like that. Especially when I watch them now where, like, you can get 
Like even now when you watch commercials, you can get everything on Netflix or download it or buy it on iTunes or show me all these weird things. And then, or whatever, Hulu, I guess. And then they still have these commercials like, own the number one thing in your house now, like Avengers. And you're like, it's not about watching the movie and enjoying it again. It's about like being a part of something special that you're actually not a part of. Like it appeals to that psychology. Like be an Avenger. Oh, right. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, have your own Avenger badge. Yeah. Be Robert De Niro Avenger badge. Be Robert De Niro in Raging Bull. Just kidding, you can't but imagine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, that's what it's like. Like, are there even liner notes? The internet is, you know, there's no, like, liner notes. Remember you get a tape when you were a kid? And if it had a really thick book for it? Yeah. would be like, that's amazing. Yeah. All the lyrics. Yeah, you wanted to... pictures of the band. Yeah, you can't even fit, like, your your head on it. But you you really want to live in it. Yeah. You want to live in this special product. Yeah, that had like a big thick where you almost can't get the tape into the case. That was a good tape. (laughs) Yeah, like, like, "Mm." nice. (laughs) Came with a little book. Yeah. That's the psychology of it. It's like, do you want to play in this world? Right. But you're not. You're just holding junk. Yeah, everything I own now feels like junk. I'm so sad. Yeah. I have this old joke, maybe if you you heard it, but it's... I put it on that album, but like... Uh, I make fun of a guy having, like, a too big DVD collection, and it means, like, when you have that many DVDs, like, thousands of DVDs, it's like being like, hey, check it out. I don't like real life. <laughs> you know? That's one of the jokes. Yeah. But that's totally about me. Yeah, just having stuff? I said it's another guy in the joke, but it's for sure. It's you, yeah. I know. You get some good staples of them, though. You have some good some good staple movies. Yeah, if but you're I have a Bill Murray mood, or 80s Chevy Chase, Jack Nicholson, you can relax with that. I put these on in the background sometimes. You can only be into 80s Chevy Chase. No one's into 2000s Chevy Chase. 80 to 89. It's yeah. even like it switched over bad in 90. Yeah. 90 or 91, it was nothing but trouble. Oh, the wait, movie. Oh, do you know that one? No. It's uh, it's the beginning of the end. But he was also in that one with Jonathan Taylor Thomas, right? I have no idea. Exactly, you don't. <laughs> That's so funny. I'm so sorry, guys, that we spent 10 minutes talking about my DVD collection yeah, and what it means. We can cut this down or we can read out every title in order. <laughs> We're not going to cut it down. I think this is uh, very neat how this happened organically. DVDs, guys, do you have a lot? What's going on? What's the problem? Get rid of them. Find the beat goes on. Sell them. Get a few bucks, then buy some what? Magazines? <laughs> yeah. 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 Buy magazines. We're like, is there only one article in that thing? There's <laughs> so much less in a magazine than a book. It's not even like 10%. It's like 1%. It's true. We hate internet articles because they're always like advertising to us, but magazines are just like that. Magazines, you can't be satisfied by a magazine because either it's, you read the first 30 pages and you're like, it's all ads. Yeah. And they start to read an article and you're about 300 words in and you're like, wrap it up. Or the article, you finish the article and you realize, oh, they're just promoting like another thing. Oh, of course. Yeah. That I'll pay for later. Yeah. All right, we gotta get out of here. Yeah, let's get on. Let's get <laughs> let's get past let's get past magazines. Okay, so is there's let's talk about consumer. Uh, what do you have any ideas about your utopian world so far? I have like none. None. I have no. I don't think I have any. Like I think if I you feel close better. your eyes and you imagine your perfect utopian world. Yeah. What the hell's happening there? Are there are magazines everywhere? No, I think <laughs> I think there's nothing. Wow. I think there's almost nothing. You're the first guest whose utopian world is just pure blackness. <laughs> well, no, it's not black. It's 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 there's there's sunshine. Oh yeah. 
and uh, some kind of good flooring or grass, depending on inside <laughs> or outside. But there's not much stuff. What's your favorite environment to live in? Uh I find that I really like hotels. Really? Because you prioritize. Yeah. You bring three shirts. Yeah. You bring what you need. There's a place for it. Yeah. And then and that's it. And then you focus on other stuff. But when I live at home, right. You got to manage the furniture. Yeah. Tripping over DVDs. Tripping over just yeah, you're like <laughs> who watches this many Marx Brothers movies? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I did once. Yeah, <laughs> like what kind of furniture bothers you at home? Well, w- when we first I, when we bought a house, I bought a house in the suburbs, so it was affordable. Don't worry, I'm not yeah. splashing my money around here. But um, the big thing is more like furniture that we don't use, but we took from people because we were afraid to not take it in case we needed it. So I have like extra kitchen tables, right? And like now both, I have to do both something. sides of the families were offering you stuff? Oh, and just friends and oh, yeah. relatives. And, yeah, people are like, do you need a kitchen table? And like, well, we'll take one. And then yeah. you end up being so picky, you go out and buy one. And then you just have these three spares. Right. And then you just you leave it somewhere. And then uh, my girlfriend would be like, oh, I'm going to paint that. I'm going to sand it. And I'm going to make it look shabby chic. And that was four years ago. Right. And now I just move it around. <laughs> and I need to reconfigure the room like what corner does this sort of just be in i have a stack in the corner of the garage i have i have a desk and then a table on top of it and then a dresser like the table kind of straddles sideways yeah there's a dresser and then i have a few shelves from some things all in a pile isn't that weird yeah they have a stockpile of like furniture that you sort of don't even want i don't want any of it so you want like to live in a hotel world where everything's pure functional. Yeah. Like just the bed, the nightside table, the desk. Yeah. I a see. lady that's nice. <laughs> yeah. Wipes it down. Exactly. I think I do need a little of that too, yeah. Where I just am so worried about everything that I need to have it all taken off my plate. Would you want maids in this hotel world to take care of that stuff too? Like they uh they have in the hotels? See, I go back and forth on that too, because uh, you know, uh Voltaire's whole thing on tending the garden. Um, the, has, like how Candide ends with him yeah. working in the garden. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes I think you need that. Right. And other times I feel like Kramer when he gets an intern because he feels like what's holding him back from succeeding in life is his own laundry and his own food preparation. The point of Candide was, I read it a long time ago, the point was that just he should have had a garden the whole time, then he would have gotten... Wrapped up in all that nonsense. It's the opposite <laughs> of all the books you read now where it's like, drop all that crap and go for it. Yeah. Be, all the books that are like, quit your job and just go for right. it. Right. This one is like, be just functional. Get up, fold your clothes. Yeah. Make some toast. Do that dish. Make sure you're doing that dish. Yeah. Have a goldfish you feed and you'll be fine. I just remember the guy giving him advice all the time was an idiot and the worst stuff kept happening to him. Everyone who gives you advice is an idiot. That's true. Yeah. What if these, uh, I had this weird idea. What if the maids were like these weird faceless automatons so you don't have to care about them working for you? Doesn't that always, oh, wait, is that sort of what they're already like? <laughs> depends on, how, <laughs> depends on how, how important you think you are. But don't you feel like in real life now when I go to a hotel, sometimes I feel bad that the maids like cleaning up my dumb shit. But see, that's the funny thing is I like them to do the, the I like them to finish off the cleaning. Yeah. But I'm a guy who likes to impress 
the maid with how little cleaning they have Me to too. do. So they can't be faceless. It's they have to yeah. be someone that smiles that I can say hi to. <laughs> and the, yeah. Smiles and goes, thanks for helping my job. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> that guy's like, that guy's all right. Look at that guy. When for, for real, would you like just like a world where it's like stacked hotels and no like environment? Would there be like an outside environment? I need a hotel room in the middle of an orchard. <laughs> That's what I need. Like not even a hotel with other people, just your own. Just hotel my room? own hotel room. What kind of orchard? Uh, doesn't matter. Like Some, apples? I'd say something. Yeah, pears. Pears. Yeah. Sorry, I first suggested apples. I like a softer skin. I don't want my teeth to squeak across the fruit that I'm eating. I don't like apples. Oh, wow, good man. That's so specific. See, I need this on the uh, podcast. Yeah, yeah, because apples really crunch, and then the cold grabs your teeth. And... Yeah. Yeah, they're almost like a trick. And pears are real. Like the core of a pear is a real bit, a little bitch. You, if you want to, if you decide today yeah. you're gonna eat the whole pear, yeah, you can just do it. Yeah, exactly. I like that too. I like that option. Now that we know that the seeds don't actually make trees grow in your stomach, <laughs> I know. <laughs> or do, no, they don't. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. In my orchard, they do. I really like that because I agree with you on the pears versus apples. Yeah. You know, um, apples and pears. That's Cockney slang, actually. Up apples the, and pears? Yeah, up the stairs or something like that. Apples oh. and pears. Yeah. There you go. So hotel room in a pear orchard. I love that. Um, you're just hanging out. There is a maid, but you're getting her job mostly set up for her. Yeah. She just has to knock it out of the park. I think I just need people I just need people around me that like me a whole lot. Oh, really? Like, do they live in the orchard, just look, looking out from behind the trees and go, hey, Graham? They live near me, but they have to live on, I can't. But they have to, I can't live within, I can't, they can be kind of close, but I can't see, I don't want them to be able to see me all the time. Yeah. Once I know someone's looking at me, the game changes too. Oh, really? Yeah. Right Right now I'm afraid to go out of my house because one of my neighbor sits on her porch and smokes and faces me. And the second I walk out that back door and cross that threshold, she yells at me. You know, it's funny because you live in a house in Brantford in a suburban area. I never picture you having neighbors. I always picture you in, like, the middle of nowhere. Oh, that'd be great. With the house? Yeah. No, she's right next door. And so what does she yell at you? Well, just hello, but it's annoying. And do you actually, like, if you say hello, are you stuck in a convo for a sec? Yeah, that's the problem. It's, but it's, like, the same conversation over and over again. Like, hey. what is it? Hey, neighbor. Hey, Nancy. How are you? Good. Yeah. Crazy weather, huh? Yeah. <laughs> At least it's not Nova Scotia. I don't know what that means, but she says it every time. Is that where she's from or something? No, she's French-Canadian. Weird. Yeah. She and then went to Nova Scotia once and it just freaked her yeah, out. Yeah, she's one of those people. She saw. She probably only she probably saw news footage of Nova Scotia one time. Yeah. And that was enough for her. Yeah. Ice is in Nova Scotia. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Every day, yeah. <laughs> one time. Yeah. yeah. So every, and every time I... So I know what she's going to say. Every time I say... Um, every time I'm dealing with any kind of yard roughage, yeah. any kind of brush... She always just says, uh, you should just light a match, you know, like to set it on fire because raking leaves is a horrible thing and yeah. with branches is a horrible thing. So I know she's going to say it. So it, it irks me. And then I know her dog's going to bark every time I open the garage and that irks me. So expectation kills me. So I can't have any expectation either. That That's out of my utopia too. So you want people that, uh, unpredictable, happy people that like you. I think so. This is a tough question. But for you me. don't want them to bother you. That's the thing. I don't like anything. Uh, I have to not know what's going to happen next. I yeah. think is my whole YouTube. It doesn't even matter what it is. Just don't tell me. That is interesting how much you want everything to be um, 
you know, you don't want to know what happens next, but you're kind of a guy that like settled into a suburban house pretty early. I did, yeah. <laughs> Which is like the opposite of being, you know. Yeah, you know? I know. Uh, yeah, I, I well, but you do fly everywhere every day. Yeah, I think I need both. Like you know? it's one of those things where I like being in the suburbs once yeah. in a while, but if I knew I was going to be there forever, it, it wouldn't work. Yeah, like I couldn't be there and live there. It couldn't be my world. But yeah. it kind of has to be my getaway a little bit, I think. You're just building up this house full of furniture. That's yeah. going to be worth a fortune, mostly because of all the furniture inside. Exactly. And then you guys will go on an adventure. And when they cut me out of there and they find my body and they sell off that furniture, <laughs> they'll be super impressed with how much money I could have had if I had sold that furniture. And didn't let the furniture kill you. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah. They're under gonna a find pile me. of furniture. They're going to find me under a hutch. They're going to find me under a buffet or something. Under yeah. a cute hutch. Yeah. Under, yeah. <laughs> This guy's fucking dead. Look at this thing. Okay, so I like that. What was the word I was looking for? I was trying to say uh, unpredictable. You don't want to be able to predict the behavior. What's the word you're looking for when someone just, like, lives in the moment? You know, that's what made me pause like for spontaneity? Spon- spontaneity. Yeah. Yeah. I, like, yeah. you want to be a, you want to live a spontaneous life. Yeah. But you're, you're sort of settled in the suburbs right now. But in your world now... The only real regulated thing is the hotel room, and then you're surrounded by a pear orchard, but the rest is, like, the people-wise, it's spontaneity. How many people are on this planet in this world? I mean... Yeah, you mean, like, is this Star... Like, the original Star Trek, where every planet is, like, about a soundstage worth of people, (laughs) and they tell something to 40 people and the whole world saved, you mean? Yeah. Um, Yeah, they... Yeah. I always love that, where Kirk... Everyone gather around from the whole planet. I'm going to tell you something. <laughs> and 40 people are like, he's like, don't hurt each other. And 40 people go, okay. And he goes, I always fix this planet. Too. Yeah, it's like, like 40 people. I always thought that there's another tribe that's going to kill these guys. Yeah. It was like, think about the size of Earth. There was people who didn't know the war was over for like a year. I know. Before, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. Everyone like gather around this nook in California. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> People of yeah, it'd be like it would be like getting a room together. <laughs> Imagine getting a room of forty people together, going into a legion and being like, "People of Earth." That's literally how cults start. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> people of Earth. Yeah, like little cults and uh, that are about like soundstage size in California. They're always like happy because they're like, "We're most of the people, aren't we?" <laughs> yeah, we're are changing. We- we're making a change. Are we all here? That's what Mars is going to be like. <laughs> Are we all here? Yeah. Would you go to Mars? No. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Those people are going to die. It's a fancy way to say you're just going to kill yourself. Yeah. The fanciest way. It's the fanciest way. What's a fancier way of killing yourself than going to Mars to just die? Drowning in champagne, I think. <laughs> yeah. People on Mars hear about that. And they're like, oh, damn. Could have drowned in champagne. Can't come back from it. No, of course not. Uh, can you send some champagne to Mars? <laughs> yeah, you- yeah, that's pretty much it. Like... Short of like eating diamonds or something, you can like. Um, okay, so yeah, okay. This so has been an, uh, we've been a, it's been a little digressy today so far, but it's good. We're establishing stuff. Yeah, what were you gonna say? That cut yeah. you off. So I need a weird mix of seeing people for a bit, and then being left alone by myself. Yeah, that's my utopia, I think. And yeah. then I need challenge, and then I need rest. And I, you don't want those people to say the same goddamn thing all the time. Exactly. Yeah. I want to learn. I want to talk to a new person every day. I want to learn. I like to learn. I'd like to meet somebody from a different profession every day of my life from now until the day I die. That's so cool. I was just thinking about that. I talk to comedians too much. Yes. I was telling Kathleen, why is it the, like, the only time I learn about a, a cool country is when I'm in a cab? Right, yeah. Because I'm talking to the guy about like Bangladesh or something. Yeah, I took a cab ride and some guy hey, just 
he was a cab driver in Toronto, but he had got married earlier in India, and he had like he said he was five thousand people at his wedding or something, some number that I can't even comprehend. Yeah, you're like oh yeah, but with comedians, it's like yeah, smoke a little, and weed. then you're like, well, that's amazing. Well, here's my stop. I'm gonna go talk to the hundreds of the same people again. Of course, yeah. yeah. Like I met a high rise plumber last night. <laughs> oh, a really? High rise plumber in Thunder Bay. In Thunder Bay, so like. A plumber that goes up to the top. Yeah, he does high-rise stuff. <laughs> so there's boilers, but up top, like on the 75th floor, there's like boilers of water. Oh, really? Yeah, they still use boilers. I was just there. picturing toilet shit. You thought he just fixed toilets higher up? He's Whenever specific. I think of a plumber, I automatically go to a guy looking for a wedding ring in a toilet. <laughs> think it's small, man. <laughs> yeah, I know. There are people who do like wedding rings and boilers. You know what I found out yesterday? Heated driveways. What? Heated driveways. You can have water pipes running under your driveway, and then just melts the snow all winter. And you have to have a system in your house, and you've got to, because you have to keep stuff in the water that doesn't let it corrode the pipes, you've got to put additives in. So then you have to install something in your water system that doesn't um, uh, let the water corrode. But then you also have to install a stoppage so that that poisoned water doesn't get back into the water system in your house. There's all this crazy stuff in every profession like you know, how less many people have a heat. every profession? Yeah. Well, you know a lot about that stuff because you're you're always like, I'm always surprised about how much you know about like trying to fix up houses and stuff. Like no one in Toronto that does comedy like really thinks like that. We're always like talking about like where can we get the hottest food, right? And but, then sleep forever. But I envy it a little bit. Like I, you make stuff. Like yeah, but I I do a, I do a little bit of everything and. When I could do one thing really well. How many people have bought the warmed up driveway? The heated driveway? Certain neighborhoods, it would be an option. Doesn't it sound like addition. a waste of water? Well, it but it circulates. So it wouldn't, there oh. shouldn't be any... Because you're, if you're just heating the water and you're not consuming it at all, right. it would just run through over and over again. And oh. A little bit of condensation would I see. just... Yeah. Yeah, see, I could never invent something like that. It's a closed system. But then you got to think about the drainage because then all this water's running off because the snow melts. Yeah. So, yeah, it's crazy stuff. Yeah, so then you're just icing the road outside, yeah. underneath your driveway. Or... So, so they create drainage down the side and stuff. God, man. But I think I worry too much about that stuff. I shouldn't know. I should have, all that time I spent learning about that, should have written a new joke. <laughs> I should have focused on my profession, you know? Yeah, but now you're going to have this huge joke about... Heating driveways that no one else will have. That's true, I guess. But I always think it's... I'll just be this guy. Nobody... There's no one in history... No one has made it in history for being a super well-rounded guy. Really? What about the word renaissance man? Weren't they the... Weren't they cool? But who's a true renaissance man? Like Bo Jackson because he played two sports? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I guess. Like real renaissance... like. You're still focused on something like a piano, you know. Even though you're crazy, someone who's like a what's the word I'm looking for? Like a piano. When I think of Renaissance man, I do think of someone who's more like, um, yeah, just a guy that's enjoying watching other geniuses talk about stuff, right? Because a Renaissance <laughs> man is just something like people what's the who word? are bad a dilettante. At, yeah, like pe- people who just are bad at everything. Yeah. Think normal people are Renaissance man. Like Isn't that man. what a dilettante is? Like a person that dabbles in a ton of stuff, but they don't. Oh, really? I've, focus on anything. I've never heard that word, but I guess that's kind of yeah. 
That's what it ran. Yeah, exactly. So it's the same thing then, really. Yeah, they're like, I'm reading a book about alchemy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and also, I just bought a, like, a harpsichord. Yeah. And you're I, like, okay. Yeah, what's the difference between a Renaissance man and a douchebag? Like, what's... It's such a fine line. It's maybe the, there is no difference. Maybe the word just evolved into that. Yeah, yeah, or maybe it's the things you pick. Maybe it's like, he's a bit of a chef. He can fix a car. But this guy's like, yeah, he reads about alchemy. And he's huge into, like, uh, stitches. Like, you know. Yeah. yeah. He's he cross stitches and he... He won't eat certain cheeses because they're not uh, aged enough. Yeah, he knows a lot about cheese. <laughs> And he learns languages that no one speaks anymore. Okay, so there's no Renaissance douchebags in your world, except for you. <laughs> yeah, except for me. I'm like, I, I, you know, I'm that guy. But I, I think no, honestly, it is nice to like be interested in as many things because being a comedian, you sort of focus on the same damn stuff all the time. It's good to have hobbies. It's like what we were just talking about. Yeah, you need something to like, be a comedian for comedian's sake. The gardener, you need your garden. Yeah. Yeah. I think also just being a comedian for comedian's sake or trying to or to get on TV by trying to get on TV. Yeah. You end up really having no depth and what is life all about? Yeah, I think now if you want to get on TV, you have to you get into a trade. I actually think being the funnier as a comedian is you don't spend a lot of your time thinking about comedy. Like I don't really like even watching comedy anymore. Yeah, it's it's tricky to watch it. Yeah. You should watch some, but I it's also it's people are pretty quick to say, "Oh, you got to watch everything that's out there." I don't think that's true. I don't think it's true any to a certain point. No, you should have yeah. a pretty good idea of what's going on, but then you should read that book about cheeses you've been putting off, or the book about alchemy. Yeah, you should pick up that harpsichord for a weekend. Yeah, yeah. Watch comedy, but then also read about cheese for a bit at least. Yeah. Um, okay, we really this oh. is good. I just like having a regular conversation with you. It's fun, but we are building a world. You live in a hotel room, yep. pear orchard. You meet a different... Oh, yeah, that's what got us digressing before. The different people thing is really good. Like, really good. No one's actually really said that on this uh, podcast yet, I don't think. The fact that you're going to meet a different person every time and they're going to teach you something or say something interesting about something you don't know about. Right. That's really cool. That I really like. Like a world full of cool cab drivers. Exactly, yeah. But they don't have to drive a cab anymore. No, everybody, yeah, people who do weird things, people, uh, jobs. Yeah. I mean, I, you want to meet people with jobs so interesting you didn't even know their job existed. Yeah. That is interesting to me. Yeah, well, the yeah, the guy who invented the heated, you think about that stuff all the time. You don't. You never think about it like it before it happens. You just see these inventions and you're like, damn, how'd they think of that? Yeah, I just did a show for a car company uh, who's the head of it. Uh, his name is Johnson. I forget his first name. He invented the th- the wall thermostat. He was a teacher in a schoolhouse, and the furnaces furnaces they used to kick on and get too hot. You have to shut a few metal doors on them, and they get cold. And then you shut them, and then you have to keep calling the janitor in. And then he was like, "I'm going to invent a thing that regulates it. That regulates it based on I'll use some mercury." You and met that mer- guy? No, 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 no. The company oh. was founded by that guy. Yeah. So just think about no. The, it's funny because that mm-hmm. guy was the name of the company, but I did it for the people that made foam seats for cars. That's what they did. But they're so proud of. But it's the interesting connection. to think you have to make the foam. Someone has to design the foam seats. Yeah. Somebody has to forge them. It's true. Yeah. It's like glass blowing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
foam molding. Which is not. You know they don't. You know those guys don't. Uh, they don't blow the glass for cars anymore. Did you know that? The windshield glass seats. Yeah, they couldn't get the same windshield twice, so they had to switch to some sort of automation. Now glass blowing is only made like used for bongs. Yeah, for exactly. <laughs> Isn't that sad? Yeah. Used to be cars. What? Well, yeah. um, okay, so all these people are interesting. That's really cool. Um, I like that. Uh, what kind of food would mostly dominate be, aside from pears in your utopian world? What food would dominate? Like, what's your favorite food? What would mostly be around? I don't even think I have a favorite food. Um, really? I like cookies a lot, but I don't like how they make me feel, so I'm conflicted. Yeah, but when Brent Butt was on, he's. Basically, his utopian world, the whole thing was exactly like his life already. <laughs> so <laughs> he's got it made, yeah. Because he's awesome. Yeah. And then uh, he could eat cheese sandwiches and not be affected by it. Oh, so you're not affected by so it? That's, we're, we can, you can go fantasy, even more fantasy okay. than a hotel room in the orchard. All right. If I wasn't affected by it, it would just be uh, black coffee and chocolate chip cookies. And then you just look at the pears, and then just and then and then the pears just to cleanse my palate for the next batch of cookies, right? Cleanse yeah. something, yeah. yeah. Or if you you know, but the beauty of it is if they're on the whole orchard. The pears are for when you're out checking out your acreage. You can just scoop one up from anywhere. Yeah, yeah. But when you're is the whole world a pear orchard full of interesting people? Well, I don't get off the orchard much. People come to me, I guess. So you don't even know. I don't know. You're like that frog that lives in a well. You don't know about the ocean. I know. I'm like the what's Malcolm Gladwell's thing, the worm and horseradish? I don't even know about that. He doesn't know a world of, outside of horseradish? Yeah, to, to a worm and horseradish, the world is horseradish. Yeah. Yeah. He stole that. That's old Dallas. No, it is. Stuff. No, it is. Yeah. He stole it, but I'm saying he yeah. used it. Oh, he says I got this from this thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's where I heard it. I didn't read that book. Is that Outliers? Well, he did it in one of his TED Talks about the perfect Pepsi. <laughs> really? Yeah, how you can't... There isn't one perfect Pepsi. This is a... Uh, Ignorant of me, uh, but I can't get by his hair. Well, I didn't know he had that hair when I read his first when I read the first book. So <laughs> I got through it okay. You realize he has that hair. You're like, I don't know. He's oh okay. yeah, you're like, yeah. <laughs> Are you just hip? He has really cool hair. Actually. He does. I'm just joking. I'm just jealous because I'm bald. Yeah. Um, okay, yeah, exactly. Worm and horseradish. That's you in a pear orchard. I like how your own perfect utopian world could be more, but you don't know. I don't know. I don't know what my perfect world is. You don't is. know what's out there. I don't. Sometimes I think I want to live in something busy. Sometimes I think I want crazy go. And like I was in Hawaii yeah. and it was great. And by the end of the week, you're like, there's no conflict. Yeah. It's perfect. It sucks. Yeah. Right. And other times you're in New York and like, oh, man, stuff happens here. So maybe every now and then you have to fight back people that are trying to invade the pear. Every once orchard. in a while I let people take a go at my pear orchard. <laughs> I, re- I relax for a couple of days. So do you have an artillery uh, just in case? <laughs> just whip pears at them. <laughs> yeah, that's wicked. Yeah. There's no weapons in your world, eh? Just, a, just uh, pears? Just pears. Yeah. And a wall. Just, like, hit them with pears, and then they run smack into a wall. Exactly. I like that it's a giant pear orchard, and then you're just walking along every now and then, and a guy pops up like, hey, I invented the water hat. Yeah, exactly. Like, interesting. Come sit down, yeah. <laughs> Come sit down. Have cookies and coffee. Explain how that, yeah. Oh, sweet. This is really good. I like it. It's uh, very specific. Um, oh, this is a new question that I just added to my... This beat sheet number two. I had a beat sheet for a while. Nice. Have you ever watched a movie... And thought, I would love to live in that world. And what movie would that be? 
Oh, that's a good one. Then. So we can add elements to this already beautiful pear orchard. Or yeah. Have I seen... Like, you ever watch a movie and it's so... Like, we were just... Oh, I should have... Should have started with that. Oh, yeah. The DVD well, we thing was such around. a good lead-in. Yeah. I'm still learning, Graham. It's okay. You're doing good. <laughs> you're doing a good job. Uh, yeah, yeah. Now you're looking at my DVDs like... Well... Yeah, taxi driver. Well, to, to be fair, yeah. I don't think... It's funny you missed that. I did think... Would I want that craziness? Because by comparison... All your other, all the things I worry about now would be gone. If you live in a crazy world, the small stuff fades away. The stuff that irks me now, I'd be like, "Hey, I didn't get shot today. I'm doing good." Well, in a way, taxi driver, like being having that assassination mis- mission, is Travis Bickle's garden. Yeah, it gave him something very meaningful. To I know work some people on. would probably meet him and be like, "You know, you seem focused. You look good." Like, the guy who, like, almost got assassinated, they should have ended the movie with him being like, good work. Yeah, look at you. You're looking like, <laughs> you know, you get up every day, you're keeping your head nice and shorn, and you're, like, working out. You look good. In fact, holy shit, that movie was inspirational for a sicko, right, that tried to kill Reagan. Did you know that? Oh, that, No, did he? Yeah, was he like, that's perfect. Yeah, that's one of those articles I read. Huh. <laughs> Years ago. Yeah. The I, guy uh, who wanted to kill uh, Reagan, who shot him, actually... Watched tra- uh, Taxi Driver and fell in love with Jodie Foster and wanted to impress her. And that's real. Wow. Yeah. And he thought, she this will get her. Yeah. Did you see? She wasn't even impressed <laughs> with Travis Bickle particularly. She no. kind of was, but she was like, uh, I guess I'm glad it happened, but yeah, I don't know what all this fake gun stuff is. <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah, I don't, I don't know what world I want to live in. Like, I want to kind of, yeah, the... <laughs> You have a real job. If you guys remember the end of Taxi Driver, he pretends to blow his brains out. Yeah, which is and weird. Jordy Foster's like, what the hell? Yeah, it's like, what are you, nine all of a sudden? <laughs> yeah, grow up, <laughs> Taxi Driver. I got you. She calls him Taxi Driver. <laughs> she, she, yeah. she calls him Taxi Driver, and his last lines, they cut it out of the movie, but he shoots himself in the head with a fake gun, and he goes, I got you. And he goes, no, you didn't, like how kids do, you know? Yeah. And then he throws a temper tantrum. Yeah. And then you know, the cops show up and ruin the fun. Yeah. And if you watch the end of the credits, there's a big block letter that's um, letters that say you could be taxi. <laughs> you had to send a couple of, yeah, from cereal boxes. You had to send a couple of the flaps in. You could be taxi driver. Now you can be the taxi driver. Go out there and do something. There's a whole scene where he does the whole thing where he kills all the pimps with that fake gun. And they're like, this looks off. And they gave him a real gun But instead. they play along because they think he's like mentally challenged or <laughs> yeah. something. Just play dead. They're the pimps being like humoring like yeah. weird Like when you play with like your nine-year-old nephew or something, you're like, oh, you got me. Oh, you got me for real. Better <laughs> save the prostitutes. Good job. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I would watch that. My Utopia, every Friday we show... Our version of Taxi Driver. Um, I, maybe that question doesn't work that much uh, in this instance. Well, looking at your collection, I'm I am incredibly fascinated by the mm-hmm. idea of like a minus the zombies, like a 28 days later situation. So what would that be like? Like part of my zombies? curiosity, like being the last man on Earth, really appeals to me. Yeah. Well, that takes us back to this solitude that you were sort of hinting at earlier yeah only just for your neighbor bothers you that much <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah if you're listening to this nancy and i know you're not no I'm just kidding <laughs> no she will she will somehow that's the kind of life i have my neighbor heard your podcast <laughs> you should light it on that's, fire that's my fear that's like my big fear of like having to go through that 
Um, I want to be the yeah. last man on Earth for for a year. Like just sort of exploring ruins of like modern society. Exactly. Just everything. Yeah. Eating. I just want to go through everything. Cookies that were long forgotten. Exactly. But I want to see where they were made. Yeah. I want to just. I just want to get hammered a couple. Really hammered. You know the kind of hammered you don't get because of other people who are around and judging you. Oh yeah, you can get like spiritually hammered. I'd get so lit that first day. <laughs> yeah, and then and then you'd sleep it off. There's no pressure to get this hangover done with. Yeah, you ever get so drunk it becomes spiritual? Like you like you look at the sun and you try to touch it and stuff. <laughs> no, have you? <laughs> Maybe not the sun, but like I've tried to probably like touch a flower and been like, I wish I could live in you. My ha- really, <laughs> my hangovers are very self-loathing. Oh, really? So mad at myself. Not hungover. I mean, in the peak of the spiritual drunkenness. Oh. That's even, what I'm talking about. Even then, I'm like, I already know when I'm hammered that I'm <laughs> mad at myself for the hangover. Right. That's how much I worry about stuff. You getting super drunk is like just going to the top of the roller coaster, and then you're like, fuck. Big chore, yeah. Let me off, please. That's what I say at the top. <laughs> Can I get off, please? Can we stop this? Yeah. So you just want to enjoy a really bad hangover in solitude. Just in like yeah. a- the rubble of one, what once was. I don't want to feel like I wasted a day by being hungover. And if I was the last man on earth, I don't <laughs> think I'd feel that for the first time in my life. So you'd actually enjoy this hung- hangover? Yeah. You want to be the last man on earth so you can enjoy a hangover yeah. once and for all? Once and for all. With no guilt. I have so much fear that I'm running a race against everyone else on earth right now that I need them all to go away so I can just take a nice leisurely walk <laughs> for once in my life. That's what I need. When I was a kid, I once... Um, I used to go to sleep at a pretty decent time, and one night I accidentally stayed up late and watched TV for the first time, and I was terrified that I'd never catch up. I was worried that by missing that day, I could never get that amount of sleep back, and I would be one day's tiredness. That's probably still happening to you. Yeah, I know. You missed that day. I missed that day of sleep, and I feel like I never got it. Like I was so worried I'd never sleep properly again. Insane. Yeah, and I was like eight. Yeah. And I could vividly remember. I was watching, like, classic. Eight-year-old. You could have a job. I was like, I got to get what? I'm behind. I missed a day of sleep. Eight is young. I'm just kidding. I know. But I was like. believe in ghosts at eight. forever be off kilter. It's true. Because of this, I missed a sleep at eight. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, I still worry about that. That's what I mean when I miss a day for a hangover. Wait, what did I miss it? What did made you miss the day of sleep? Nothing. I just stayed up. <laughs> I just stayed up watching TV. Because um, in the basement, and uh, no one made me go to bed. I don't know why. And I watched. was watching, like, boxing. I don't know why I remember there was boxing Well, you grew up in a big family, right? Uh, yeah. And you're the youngest? No, I was second oldest. Oh, my God. Yeah. I thought you were the youngest for some reason. No, no, second oldest. Yeah. Oh, that's why. They don't care about you at, at they that do. point. No, I know. So I was really trying to make a splash, you know? <laughs> really trying to make a name for myself in a house where everyone had the hey, same I'm name. I'm the tired one. Yeah, I am. <laughs> Are you a little off? Are you a little off? I missed a day of sleep in 1991. Yeah. So. I'm the little off son. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. You're that kid. You're the, you're the chitin and then missed that sleep that one time. Yep. That's so good. Yeah. That's so funny. You're one sleep behind that you, for the rest of your life. Well, my, my whole life, I'm one day off. Because then you can't even make it up because if you sleep through a day, you ruin, you're one day off. That was what you were up? Yeah. Yeah. You just missed that day. That doesn't count. Yeah. Do you think that if you're the last person on Earth, say, so this is not your utopian world, but let's go to our Earth. Yeah. Because you do want that. If you were the last person on Earth, would you still have a guilt complex about stuff? Like you were saying you wouldn't with the hangover, but I wonder. No, right? you still would. You're pretty hardwired, mm-hmm. India. Isn't that funny? Yeah. Like if you like say you like masturbated like in the middle of the street on a busy downtown, but no one's around. 
you'd still sort of <clears throat> feel like some omnipotent eye is watching you or something. I'd, I'd, I'd probably even just think that there's probably still like a tape recorder running somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> like somebody right before they vanished from the earth. <laughs> turned on their GoPro or something. Or like it's a trick. They're like, let's hear what the guy that thought he was alone I did. would think it was a trick. I'm so untrusting. Yeah. I'm that guy that like, you know, I used to just wave sometimes if I was alone. Like at the sky? Or at the If wall? I was in a room, if I was like in a washroom or something, I would yeah. just wave because then I was hedging my bets. If I was alone, no one would see it. But if someone was taping me, they would think I knew they were taping me. That's deliciously paranoid. Yeah. I like that because I can sort of relate. Yeah. But it would be more like if I was going down in the basement and it was dark and I hadn't turned the lights on yet and I thought there was like a ghost or something, I'd sort of be like, hey. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, so they know I'm friendly. Imagine the ghosts are like, does he know we're here? Yeah. That's yeah. what you're hoping for, though. Yeah. 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 They're like the ghost from Casper. They're like, we're cool, man. <laughs> yeah. Um, this is amazing. So do you like your world so far? Most of your pear orchard and all these interesting people? You're you are conflicted. You want interesting people to meet every now and then, but you really love your solitude. Mm-hmm. It's almost like people pop up only when you want that. Yeah, right. Yeah, to some extent. Like you're not going to accidentally bump into a guy and, and or a girl and learn something about their lives. I would. I'll always like, but I don't want. I mean, I need some time where I know <laughs> it'll. Just you know, it's going to happen. Yeah, I just like to. That's when I want today. Meet guy in an orchard. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Send in a new guy. What does he do? What do you do? <laughs> oh, I already talked to one of those guys. Hydraulic yeah. engineer? Oh. Cancel orchard meeting. <laughs> yeah. Is there relationships there? Um, yeah, I would say so now. Yeah, you have to. Yeah. Um, Bernadette's here. Sorry. That's okay. She comes in every now and then. I would. Uh, she's the boss. Yeah, she is. I'm glad she's back, too. Yeah. That's thanks. crazy. See, and I would. In my utopia, I'd be able to find out what Bernadette saw when she went missing. That is amazing. Like, I'd want to know that. For those of you, for some reason, that didn't follow the craziness, Bernadette, my cat, ran away for eight days. And that is one of the things that bugs me. I don't know anything about where she went. And they can't explain themselves. Yeah. That's you should take I this moment know. then to say that you have four dogs. I do have four dogs. And they can't talk to you either. No, and two of them were strays, and they were found wandering the streets. So they have crazy stories. So I want to know what they did for They're that time. They're probably so hungover. Yeah. yeah. They were so hammered. They fell in with a bad crowd. Uh, they thought it would be cool. And then, like, they found out that they couldn't wash anyone's windshields. So they couldn't make any money out there. And uh, someone scooped Dogs them up. Dogs can't wash windshields. Yeah. They can't make any money. The um, Squeegee guys always have dogs on their lap anyways. Yeah. I feel like Bernadette distracted us. Damn it. I know. What were we talking about? Oh, yeah. Uh, we were talking oh, yeah, about relationships. relationships. Yes. And, uh, yeah, there yeah, there would be. Yeah. Um, though I would have told you otherwise five years ago. Right. Ten years ago. I guess I've been in a relationship longer than five years. How long have you guys been together? Uh, seven or eight years, I yeah. think. Yeah. So ten years ago just would have been like a really like an orgy. I really... Yeah. <laughs> But they would have been bust in because the solitude would have been important. Like, yeah. But even the orgy is not the right relationship. <clears throat> That's what I would have wanted 10 years ago. Just oh. bust them in for the orgy, bust them out. Yeah. Now you want them bust in for a relationship. But now I'm like, you know, one of them can stay and watch <laughs> Netflix. <laughs> right? Like I would want or, or I want to have someone that I could tell about the orgy after it was done. Yeah. That 
is uh, that sort of new. <laughs> and maybe that's just because you live a lot longer than you're meant to, but you just yeah. want to, I don't know. That's why Netflix was invented now, for relationships. I think so. Yeah. Because you can, it was like, look, stop fighting. Look at all the options. <laughs> well, I think it, I think it's funny. You do want to be with somebody, but you don't want to necessarily talk to them all the time. No. There's a certain... That that would... I feel bad for people out there that um, are with someone that doesn't get that part. Yeah. It tries to talk to you the whole time. But the only way this is going to work is, yeah, we can't talk about the days that we were together because we were there for them. Yeah. Damn, I feel like we have to wrap this up soon because we have to go to this show. Oh, yeah. It's not that bad, though. Well, we can hit some we can hit some key points. Yeah. Are you having fun? I had a great time. You guys listening, are you having fun? I hope. Are you are you where you're driving to yet? That's the only time I listen to... Where do people who don't drive listen to podcasts? I always think that. I think they're either driving, flying, or on an elliptical machine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, would there be any kind of... Um, oh, what would the soundtrack be to your world? Like, what music are we, do we have going on? Um, I remember in your car once, I was like, have you heard this band? Have you heard this band? I played you some music, and you were like, I don't know. You might not be that big a music guy, right? I am, but I don't. But I get so I get so exhausted of trying to keep up with it that yeah. I just... I'm one of those people. That's why I need to be so alone. So what do you stick with? Um, I stick with... I don't even really stick with anything. Like, even the stuff I used to listen to, I don't even like anymore. Yeah. Um, I like some classical. I like some jazz. Uh, for some reason, I go back to Neil Young a I just lot. Picture jazz reverberating around an open, uh, sunny skies. Oh yeah, pear orchard. <laughs> but just playing spookily, like just you sitting there, like looking around, pleasant. It's like, yeah, 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 yeah I, almost spookily, like the end of The Shining or something. Yeah, we're just <laughs> echoing down a hallway, even though we're in an orchard. Is there a hallway here? <laughs> Yeah, it's coming from a tomb. I'm gonna have my whole orchard's <laughs> gonna have three of those metal speakers that they had on army bases in movies. Attention, jazz now. Yeah, <laughs> radar is in your utopian world. <laughs> yeah, radar. Just his voice coming up. More jazz. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And then, okay. Uh, so I like that. I'm satisfied with reverberating jazz through army speakers. <laughs> what about? Um, so some of these questions like government and religion, you're kind of like in such a solitary world that it doesn't seem like there's much reason for that, right? I'd want... You can have your own religion if you want. I'd want it all to... I, I guess I would... Not religion, but I would want some kind of government. You would? A small one. I want one that... I mean, I a want one that one I like undo it. I want... It to be so functional that it's always for a purpose. Like there's no um, maybe the government is the maids of your hotel room. Maybe like, or that's who sends them. Yeah. Because if I have to, if I have to create, if I have to plan their work schedule, that's right. just work for me. Right. You I can't have that. I might as well clean the room and save myself having to write a schedule for maids every week. Yeah. Because Lupita needs Saturday off, and you know Sam doesn't work Tuesdays because his kid has whatever. I don't want to get into that. Work will always find you somehow. I so, just pictured Sam and Lupina are married. <laughs> they are. <laughs> and they can't work same shifts because they hate each other. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You're saving their marriage. They get no work done. They just bicker about everything. So the government sends these Sam and Lupina. They it's make like, the schedules. It's a government that's based on what's going on around them and nothing that happened before. It's very grassroots. 
it's pragmatic idea of government yeah exactly whereas i feel like yeah cities grow faster than the plan for government does yeah and, you know it's weird i don't yeah and no religion but i i don't like religion but you know what i really like, Do you like I remember a really small town you know a church and i always picture the women that are there making sandwiches for people and i love that i love a gathering place yeah, so a community event. Uh, yeah, like when a church is now used for a community center. Yeah. Like churches should have always just been potluck dinners. No sermons. But this is still hanging out with the people on your say. Like. I think, you know what, it's funny. I think By just, your control. I think in the minutes we've been talking about this, my idea of the orchard has actually just shifted to like a bit of a Downton Abbey situation. Okay. Where I live in the thousand acres on top of the hill. Yeah. But there's a town around me. No, where people are living in it. It takes an hour to like really, f- <laughs> yeah, see it. So down Abbey, but no castle, just one hotel room. I've never seen down Abbey, but I'm saying yeah because I can imagine. Well, the idea is yeah, there's like these people have their property, yeah, but they also are their money is like the blood of the town, where okay. there is a town that sprung up from people who have to serve this area. Right. So there's a little tavern that you can go to, but and it's again, not, that's that option. It's past the feudal era. Yeah, but it's still sort of designed like that. Yeah, it's like an, you know, it's an aristocracy, right? Like, yeah, it's, yeah, cool. Yeah, so you're the lord. No, <laughs> I don't know. Come on, be the lord. Yeah, all right, all right, I'll be the lord, sure, but I won't be a nice lord. It might be I want to be a lord so everyone lord knows of the pears. I want, yeah, <laughs> who Pearsmith? Yeah, he's yeah. <laughs> I want to be the lord who doesn't make anybody do anything. You know what you could call your town? What's that? Paris. Paris. It's spelled like by pair. Yeah. Is. Pair. I like it. It's a pun. Paris. Your utopian world is Paris. Yeah. Can we just call it that? Yeah. It's Paris. <laughs> Paris. Just everyone lives off pairs. There's a little pub down there that everyone down there loves and I can pop yeah. in. Yeah. yeah. And you're like, what's your job? What's your job? Mm. And they're like so happy to tell you because you're the lord. Right. Yeah. And they're like, yeah. Wow, we've really see. You have to push it. Sometimes. I'm the benevolent Lord of Paris. You have to put guys listening. See, sometimes you have to push it. You have to digress. You have to really explore so you can get such a clear view of what you really want to do. Yeah. If I worked this hard on my scripts, they would be developed and they'd come together perfectly. Do you want me to interview you about your script ideas sometime? Nah. Oh yeah, maybe yeah. <laughs> In like, the perfect this world, guy's motivation. I don't even know why I wanted. That's another thing. Like work like that. I don't even know why I do it. Oh, yeah. Maybe they don't know, but you're writing a feature script right now. Yeah. You want to say that? Yeah, that you can say that. Well, you know when you're still working on something, you feel like you jinxed it when you say it? It's felt jinxed the whole time, so <laughs> it's all right. Yeah. So, yeah. As soon as I take work, I'm like, why did I do this? And you know what I realize it's for? It's going to be for that one email I get where someone goes, oh, good job. Yeah. You're like, I slaved on this. Yeah. It's all for one email. It goes, ah, oh, it's really neat, really neat. I created a world. Yeah. I'm a lord. Yeah. We're like, that's neat. Yeah. I, I will work. I'll slave. I'll pace my house. Yeah. Or they're like, for months. I, I like the part when the guy's pants fall down. You're like, yeah. Yes. That's like, I thought of that. That wasn't a thing <laughs> till I made it. Yeah. And you like it. Think about guys that create whole worlds, mythological worlds. Like oh. Lord of the Rings or something. Yeah. You're like, what are you doing? I always think it'd be like a fraud. Yeah, because I was the whole time I'd be writing that, people are going to go, well, people are just going to sit there and watch it. If I tried to create something like Lord of the Rings, I would picture people at home going, that's not a real thing. That's all I can picture people saying. Like, yeah. That's why I could never change my name. I love the idea. Why? Because I just picture people sitting there going, that's not his name. 
Have like, you I actually thought Ringo. about that career-wise? Oh, yeah. They told Chittenden? me right from the get-go to change Graham Chitnick because no one remembers Who's it. Who's they? Yuck Yucks? Uh, you know Steve and Ajax? Yeah. Whose name isn't Steve? Oh, really? It's like, you know, it's it's a, a Chittenden. name that's normal in some other country. You know? His first name is Chittenden. His name is, yeah, it's Chittenden. <laughs> I changed I took the Chittenden out of my name. His first name is like be Graham Steve. Fondiari. Well, I thought about names like that, Graham, but people, people are going to go, uh, you know. Well, Graham K is K-A-Y, but he's brought up K-E-A-Y, so he dropped the E. Oh, because it didn't make any sense. That's a little different, though, because then he'd be introduced every fucking show, you know, when they're like, K-E-A? Yeah. he's like, uh... Kia. Well, even with Locke with an E on the end, I still sometimes get called Locky. Really? Yes. Yeah, see, Isn't that insane? So you, were you, were you, did you ever think of dropping it? No, because then it feels like the rest of... It feels like the bottle's open, like the rest of the word will fall out. <laughs> the E's the cork, man. Yeah, the E is the cork to my name, man. Yeah. You don't want to let that out. Yeah. If you were, yeah. So what did you think of? Let's get some... Let's. We, I think the establishing that you live in Paris, yeah. and you're the lord on the mountain, and everybody's happy to see you when you go to the pub, and you have like church-like picnics, and everybody has an interesting job that you've never heard of. I think all that stuff is really great. Jazz is haunted. Jazz is echoing. Haunted everywhere. jazz again, sort of a Socratic. Uh, nobody knows anything, but we're doing this anyway. Kind yeah. of a vibe. That's what. That's what the religion is. Is yeah. that nobody knows? The sermon is like I don't know, and neither do you. So let's get to the meal that these ladies prepared for us. I don't mean ladies. I love it's it. Sexist. It sounds but, very Eastern. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. You don't know. Let's just be. Let's just be and eat this pie. Yeah. Cookies. Let's oh just, yeah. Cookies. Coffee. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So maybe there's a hotel room in the middle of your mansion. <laughs> yeah, just one that I live in. Yeah. I don't touch any of this other crap. Yeah. So wait, I think, yeah. So I thought we've established that. I think that's pretty tight. I really like it. Now can I please ask you, what are some of the names you thought of changing your name to for a stand-up or a comedy? Well, my middle name is Rogers, so my instinct originally was to change it to like, but I didn't want to do Rogers because it was like Mr. Rogers. Yeah. So I thought, well, I'll just do Graham Roger, and then people would just pluralize it on their own, so that didn't work. No. And then it was just, so then I thought of like, you can't do anything too flashy because it yeah. sounds dumb, but I think I thought of like... Graham Muscles. Graham, mu- yeah, Graham <laughs> Power. <laughs> Graham Zing. <laughs> And like you know, Graham Pepsi, Graham Pepsi, yeah. <laughs> but you know, you can't have that little TM next to your name. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, right. Did you? So you really did think about it briefly, because and it made sense because it's just people. I would think that people are not as dedicated to their jobs as you think they are, yeah. and you think everything is a perfectly calculated. Um, decision on who gets what but it doesn't come down to that sometimes i think at the end of the day a person who's giving a job to somebody mm-hmm. is going to call the person whose name they know they'll be able to pronounce on the phone right if you had two resumes and you have like uh mike brown mm-hmm. and you have uh you know graham chittenden that person is like well either these guys will work and i don't have to call up and go graham uh, chitten i'll call mike brown wow that's a shitty, totally true thing. I think you lose a lot of coin flips that way. Or they go, oh, there's two comedians on the show. What were their names? Mike Brown and uh, Graham on or something. But you kept Chittenden. I kept Which is it. the wisest decision. Because when someone does uh, become super successful, the world comes to their name. That's true. I mean, it's That's a gamble. Like. It's a gamble I'm taking right now, yeah, that people will be like, that people will Schwarzenegger my name into the lexicon. In Canada, people already Chittenden in around. Yeah, throwing it around? Yeah. Can you spell it? 
C H I T T E N D E N. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen it a lot though too. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's another good thing about Facebook is you see these and, and like Twitter and stuff, you see these names a lot more. That's true. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So then you're like weirdly I know all about this person before I even talk to them sometimes. You know what I mean? Yeah. I well it's weird. You can change your you can change your personal name that people use in public by changing your Facebook name. So like what's your middle name? Mine? Yeah. Robert. So like Chris Robert Locke. I think if you if if you had started your Facebook profile as Chris Robert Locke, mm-hmm. people would see you out and be like, Hey Chris Robert Locke. Yeah. And then you'd become Chris you know. You're totally right. Yeah. Yeah, because people have joke names and then you almost want to call them that joke name. Yeah. My actual full name is Christopher Robert St. Pierre Locke. Is it really? Yeah, because St. Pierre is my real last name. Oh, yeah, that's right. Locke yeah. is my power name. No, right. I'm just joking. Your power, yeah. That's my stepdad's you... name. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. But it's on your driver's license? Uh, St. Pierre Locke. Ah. So when I fly, I have to book St. Pierre Locke. Or else, if it's just Locke, they get mad at me. Oh, right. Cause, uh, that's yeah. what happened with debaters recently. Oh, yeah. They, yeah. They, they said, we have to charge you. And I was like, oh, darn, sorry. Yeah, I knew it. my employer's booked it uh, and they're and then like so i just sat there and i knew they wouldn't and at the end they're like we're not going to charge you this time but you usually oh wow but it's a big deal yeah st pierre is like a part of it it has to be because wow it's that's a long yeah long ass name yeah <laughs> you should go by pierre lock pure lock pure lock <laughs> chris pure lock that's your name well i didn't like starting out in stand-up because of chris lock yeah. sounds like chris rock oh yeah and uh and then I saw Chris Rock at this show. He jumped on the to, uh, to work on the SNL bit he did. He did that at, uh, what is it, Whiplash in New York. Hmm. And then I went up to him and I was like, should I, after all these years, like over 10 years of doing comedy, should I tell him? And I just went up and was like, hey, Chris, uh, my name's Chris Locke from Toronto. I just did stand up uh, before you went on and... I was always worried about having this, like that name, because people would be like, "Oh, he's like the shitty white version of Chris Rock." Yeah. And then Chris Rock just kind of looked at me and went, <laughs> and then looked away. Oh yeah. And I was like, "That's it." Yeah. I you said it. You you got, go. Yeah, it's done. Yeah. You should have yeah. got that story to him in like about '92. Yeah. Before he had like 10 million people try to connect with him. Yeah. Even though I think you have a legitimate connection. Yeah. I think everyone who's ever talked to him probably was like. I've seen CB4 30 times, like, everyone yeah. who sees him. Yeah, yeah, no, I know. He is Chris Rock, though. Yeah. Like, he's huge. Yeah. Like, oh, oh yeah, anyways, we don't have to go on about that. <laughs> we can. I feel like I've probably told that story maybe twice in this podcast okay. already. Okay, so we ended up, we got digressed again, but I like that. It was about names, and your name is Graham Chittenden, and you decided to stick with it, and I'm glad you did, because I think it will be one of those things where people are like, Chittenden, that's how you say it. You don't know? You're an idiot. Like, that's the thing. If you don't know how to say a cool guy's name, you're dumb. Well, then I got to just make sure I maintain my coolness. <laughs> yeah, man. Just yeah. go punch a nerd. That's my job, yeah. <laughs> punch you, a nerd on TV. You want to go cruise some nerds? Yeah. You want to go, yeah. Nah. Nerds, there's no thing, such thing as a nerd anymore. There's no such thing as even lunch money anymore. Yeah. You'd be like, you couldn't even steal lunch money anymore. You'd be like, debit $3 off your card for me. Weird. Yeah. Yeah. Or you stand by, behind a guy and force him to... Get yeah. more food than he wants. Put it on your debit. Yeah, get two donuts, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, is there any last thoughts you want to say about this Paris that we've discovered? Well, I think 
Uh, I think the only thing that keeps me going is I don't know what my perfect world is. Yeah. Because if I ever get it, I'm so afraid to get what I want because I'll just stop. Yeah. Yeah. And you're right you about the Hawaii thing, to go back to that. Yeah. Like, I have a fear of winning the lottery. Oh, yeah. That would suck. Yeah. But then how do you live? And what do you do? Yeah. Then people just bother you. But it's fun to think about, right? Yeah. Did you learn some stuff about yourself today? I did, yeah. <laughs> it's a learning process. <laughs> learning about yourself is like tending the garden. Yeah, exactly. Well, thanks so much for coming on. I had a lot of fun. And I think, yeah, it's time for us to motor on down to the Rivoli. to do the Alta Comedy Show. Shout out. Yeah. If anyone listened this long. Boy. Hey, hey, this podcast is not going to be out this night. But if you listen to it, go back in time and go to the Rivoli. Yeah, if you're just outside the window listening to us record this, <laughs> come to the Rivoli. Yeah. Also, what is your interesting job? Um, yeah, thanks a lot. Let's go. Let's go tell the stand-up. Thank you. Let's get there. Okay. Bye. Okay, guys. Thanks again for listening. That was episode 25. That was Graham Chinden, the man. Uh, thanks, Graham. If you listen this far to your own podcast, thanks again for coming on. You're the best, and uh, that was a good time. And I hope you're driving uh, somewhere cool in one of your cool cars listening to this. Actually, the cars that you have, most of them can't probably play audio sounds. But uh, be careful out there. And uh, (laughs) you guys, if you loved uh, listening to Graham, even if you didn't, follow him at Twitter, at Graham Chit, for updates on his uh, amazing comedy career and all that. And thank you guys again for listening to me uh, talk to a guy. And uh, sometimes I talk to a girl. And yeah, follow us at Utopia to Me uh, on Twitter. And also, you know what? I'm getting lots of nice feedback. It's very nice. Thank you so much to everyone who's uh, into the podcast. Um, We're still growing and it's fun. And I keep getting new listeners and new comments. So it's very nice. But vote for it on uh, iTunes if you want. Leave some nice comments. Spread the word. I really appreciate it. And follow me to find out all about my stand-up and comedy goodness. Lots of stuff happening at Chris Fun, And that's the episode. So be nice out there. Um, you know, wherever you are, just fucking do the moonwalk right now. Put this podcast listening device down whether it's your phone your ipod your computer or for some reason you hooked it up to your tv or maybe you hooked it up to one of those science machines where when we talk you can see the rhythms of our voice going up and down uh you put that machine away and do the moonwalk for about an hour and see who lasts the longest thanks so much again for listening and good luck with the moonwalk enjoy the planet bye Thank you.